Okay, <laughs> we live. Okay, one, two, three, live. Start us off, Anton. Start us off, Pete. Okay, okay. You want me to start, yeah, it, start off? it off? Okay, let me start uh, in English, in Spanish. How do you want me to start? <laughs> oh, not Spanish again, please. In French. Yeah. French. Oh, bonsoir, Monsieur and Madame as well. Madame Mademoiselle. Oh. oh boy, that was back a long time ago. I, I don't know if I can. Je m'appelle Antoine. Tu? Come ti chiami? Come Give us a different language every week for Antonio to start this podcast. Uh, hey, listen, you caught me. You caught me cold. I gotta get myself into the mode. I mean, yeah, I have language on my head. Stick with what other languages you wanted to? <laughs> yeah, he only has I got, dialect. Uh, the body dialect. <laughs> That's what he's got in his you mind. You should do a whole segment in Bares. I can if you want. Can you do but, the introduction, um, Bares? Yeah, I can do the introduction. All right, do it in Bares. Okay. When you do stem a a broccolin and da che sa vanno tenere Petrucci 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 potremmo Gaetano come comandante da Marco Fegge da da Gaetano faccio presidente e Michele u Greek che faccio rompe che giù Okay what a start That's it Peter what are you doing here? I'm back. I'm back. People thought we kicked you out of IFTV Almost. on the podcast. People thought you were banned. I needed to uh, help my team out. I thought you moved not to, yet, not to yet. Europe. I never thought you were coming back, to be honest with me. No, for the holidays, at least I have to be back. We figured. they. Uh, the people have missed you. Mm. Uh, you were in Europe. You were doing a nice little Euro trip. Mm-hmm. Best place you went? Best place that I Italy. went. Actually, I have to say Brussels was nice. Besides the... The food is good, but it's a lot of international food. There was not necessarily a Belgium dish that I was I fell in love with. But as far as a city, I was not expecting uh, the amount of beauty that the, that Brussels had. Nice. Very very nice. If anyone is uh, is in Brussels, let us know. If you were if you live in Brussels and you're there, see, I, I've never been. I've never been, so maybe one day I got to go. You know, you went to you went to Italy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I think when you left, what what position was Inter? I think we were like in third oh. place. <laughs> and now you come back, first place. Wow! And I went to go watch a couple of games. And the streak continues. Every game that I've gone to to watch Inter play, but we no, you always back. win. No, you're back. No, no the I'm streak back. maybe it's going to start we'll, to, uh, we'll to see. Fade I just out. had to fix a couple of things. Inzaghi looks like I told him what to, what adjustments to make, and okay. looks like it's. Working. Hey, by the way, talking about sprouts, do they do they make Brussels sprouts over there? Do they? Yeah, but what do they call it? Brussels sprouts. What do they call it? Brussels sprouts. They come from Brussels. Maybe, maybe we comes from Brussels. Sure. Huh? Well, what did I send you to Brussels? They got offended because they don't understand why Americans call it French fries, because it's actually a it's a Belgium. Mm. So uh, they invented they the say? fries. They invented the fries. There is a thing about that. I actually, I recently saw something on online that was saying like the real, um, like the reason why it's French fries is something completely different than France. What somebody was trying to explain to me was so that the fry or something like that. For the fries, that's there's a so there's a press that the creates the French fry, and it's oh. like French, like something um. like that. Like you you press it. Uh, well, you but press I, it. Says that's French. What they get. No, no, it's that's called what, French. That's what oh. the oh the French. It's what. And pushes so, the, the the potatoes off the, the, the this machine. Yeah, the metal yeah, that's machine. That's what the guy thing, was right? trying to explain to me. If but anyone I don't know knows, if that's 100% true. Let us know. Yeah, My dad has not said a word about this. He does not like this <laughs> oh conversation boy. right now. He's like, he's like, can we talk about something real, uh, guys? Before we get into the podcast, uh, we have to thank our premium sponsor, Paramount Plus, mm. who is uh, supporting our podcast this entire year. Make right. sure you click the top of the link to get Paramount Plus. Guys, before we even start with Serie A, though, I think we should talk about the Champions League since it's pretty top mm. of mind for what happened today. Crazy. I'll give a little recap, and I know you probably don't exactly, you were asking in, in our group chat what happened. So 6 a.m., we're up, we're ready, getting for the draw 6 a.m. Eastern time over here. They do the Champions League draw. 
some people noticed something was fishy during the draw. Um, for the Italian teams, it worked out very well. Juventus got Sporting, and Inter got Ajax. So we were very happy. We were looking at, at where we said, okay, wow, it's, it's pretty good. This the was Italian at teams, six. Was that six? Yeah. We thought, okay, the Italian teams, they're very good. All of a sudden, I started seeing stuff on, on social media. Atletico Madrid was not in the in the right bracket. In the right, they, they did not put the balls in the in the right place for Atletico Madrid. Manchester United was not supposed to be paired in the right place. And we started hearing rumors that they would redo the draw. Turns out that they had to because there was a terrible mistake on the part of UEFA, which, by the way, they still they never took blame. They said a third-party system was the reason why they had a mistake. I don't know how they how they screw up counting balls, putting balls, picking picking out of a out of a hat, basically. How you screw that up at this kind of level, I don't know. It turns out that we have now uh, Juventus will be playing against Villarreal. They didn't get a, a terrible draw out of that, and Inter. Got screwed. They got uh, Liverpool. Liverpool's the team that, that Inter were able to get. Um, first off, what are your thoughts about this happening? Well, this is unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. I mean, UEFA, I mean, uh, one of the top, I mean, the, the major uh, federation in Europe, and you screw up this bad. I mean, I will fire all of them from the wow. top to the bottom. I will fire oh, all of them. Go home. They're not even capable to put a bunch of balls inside a, <laughs> this is, a this jar and this just pick terrible. up the right thing. Uh, Anto said, uh, uh, Peter said before, Bay, they do a better job at doing it. Santa Rosalia tournament, we did a better <laughs> job. <laughs> I pick up the draws. <laughs> no, but the thing is, they messed up twice. Because what happened was they put Manchester United in the... In the pot, oh, they, they weren't supposed a, to do yeah, they did, that. They did that and then the second time round, they didn't put Manchester United in the pot that they were supposed to be put in. So it was two mistakes, and mm -hmm. it was just like, oh my god, how amateur is it? And it's like, how do they not double check? They should be double checking, yeah. triple checking, Only double not just yeah, one exactly. person. There should be all these people Multiple looking at. There yeah. should be somebody in their ear saying, like, yeah. yes, you, you got to correct them out. Like a VAR room or something. Yeah. Or yeah. you can have lights yeah. where it's a green light and then this is a red light. Exactly. Up that well, there's no mistakes. What's exactly. hilarious to me was like uh, the guy that does it, I can't remember the, his name. He's got an Italian name. Can't remember off the top of my head. It was like this guy comes on, <laughs> he's got to do three draws a year and he screws up on his on his only job to oh, pick the balls. And he's uh, getting paid for it. Too. Is, is there any argument that they shouldn't have redone the draw? Because there were some people saying like maybe you should have just lived with it. You know, Atletico was obviously very mad with the draw that they had received. Um, and because they got against Bayern Munich. Bayern, I love that Bayern Munich didn't say anything this whole time. They're like, we don't really they care don't who we play. play. Exactly. Uh, Manchester United was obviously upset as well because they were going to have to play against PSG. Is there? Do you think they should have just stuck with the draw that they did? I mean, to, for me personally, to be honest, even though I wanted the first draw and stuff like that... It, it wasn't fair altogether. So yeah, they did mess up, mess up and stuff. I wanted the first draw, but it's only fair they redo it and do it the proper way. And Any argument? There should be some punishment. Against it? There should I, be some punishment. I, I, well, what's, I mean, we already said it before, but how, what's the point to screw it up in the first place to begin with? This is what I everybody's waiting for a long time. You finish up the, 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 the first round, and then now you're going to the eight or the 16, whatever, and then you screw up something that major. Yeah. There's something it's not right. What did they have? Uh, Ten days to, to set this up? <laughs> no, a week. I mean, At least a week. But you have this all planned. Like the, yeah, this, know, is right? this is proper protocol. Every, every, no every matter year. what years exactly. go through. Yeah. I mean, it should not be this difficult. Yeah, but why? I mean, say you you set up okay this thing uh, the day before uh, the, uh, in the morning or before. Why don't you 
I mean, isn't there no, somebody no, they do, that's going to They do test ones. They do mock ones. Like, no. I know even with the World Cup, Italy and the World Cup, they did it a couple times. They do well, a bunch of tests. Well, they didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. the, 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 but I think, I think in the moment is the when balls they were up. in the wrong place. They, uh, I think they, they screwed up in, in the moment. Um, mm. Twice. Not twice. just once. No, it's a, unacceptable. <laughs> Peter? From a, such a federation. Peter, you obviously got Liverpool. You feel pretty hard done because we were saying already that it's pretty... <laughs> listen, there's no good draw in Champions League, right? Let's be honest. There's, there's, better, there's a better there's draw. Any, draw any, team, this, yeah. any team could beat anyone. We've seen it many times in the past. But the reality is there are certain teams that you would want to avoid. Liverpool being one. Oh, sure. How do you feel about getting Liverpool? Oh, it's tough. I think Liverpool is probably the best team uh, with Manchester City. And Bayern. Uh, and Bayern. Mm. Those are the three best teams' favorites to win. PSG is still an outsider for me because they haven't gelled yet. You then couldn't by, get by, PSG. No, I, okay. But I'm saying, like, if you had to pick the worst teams, Liverpool, Man City, Bayern are definitely the three for me. Um, the way Klopp has the team playing, who knows? By February, things can change, but it's going gonna, gonna to be tough. Atalanta was beating them at one point, so you could, you could beat them. No, I, I, you can always beat someone on any given day. Just having Ajax... Yeah, yeah. Night and day. It's a one game, right? No, no, two two games. games. But Pete, so listen, AC Milan face them. You guys are much better than us. Scored two goals on them in the first leg. Yeah, so you're much better than us. You should have no problem. Just watch the video games or uh, I mean the video games. Watch the tape. Make a few adjustments and then take it. I mean, you guys are champions. You should be able to do to beat them. The one, the one disappointing. Who's Milan playing? Divano. They, they forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> Dinamo. Oh, Dinamo. The, Divano. Oh, Divano. They have to do it again. Guys, you want to laugh? They have to do it again. That's okay, Pete. Milan. Pete, listen. I mean, we Pete, already you're setting yourself up that if you go out against Liverpool, we already booked a fishing trip just before even the draw was made. <laughs> now, we have a few extra spots. One spot is for you and another spot is for that guy over there in front of the, on, the, on the top. The thing that I'm a little bit disappointed in is that we're not going to see Barella, at least for the first game. Hopefully it will get reduced that he'll be able to play at least the return leg. I think that the same perspective, obviously we have this perspective because we want Inter to go through. But if you think about Liverpool, Liverpool went from Salzburg to Inter, to getting Inter. Nobody wants to get Inter. Inter are a difficult team. Yeah. To play against. They're very organized. They're solid. They could hurt you in a lot of different areas. They're in a very good form. They're much deeper than last year. They're four years now that they're building up to this. I'm sure this is the attitude that uh, Liverpool has. And the players, they don't care who they play. You show up and you beat them. And that's the attitude that you have to have. No alibi, this and that. No. Whatever the case is, Barella is there, Barella is not there. Uh, the drawing, you go there and you beat them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No excuse. And you have the team to do it. For Juventus' side, uh, how do we feel about getting uh, Villarreal? Obviously, for me, tougher team than than what Sporting would have been. Uh, Villarreal just knocked Atalanta out of the Champions League. They were that final team. Hmm. Uh, I know that they're 13th place, I think, in La Liga. Uh, but they were also the... I think they won the Europa League against Manchester United last year. So they're going to be a difficult side. And, and Juventus sometimes playing a team that's with a smaller name sometimes kind of hurts them. They were obviously finishing in first. You get the luck of not having to... You avoid a lot of the teams. The only two teams that you probably wanted to avoid were PSG and Atletico. You did so, so there's no complaints. And uh, Juventus, I know that they've gone out against Lyon, Porto, and Ajax in the last three years. This one, you cannot you cannot uh, screw up against. I saw, I saw a very funny tweet, by the way. It was like, you guys think you're hard done. Villarreal went... Uh, sorry. It's like, you think that you're happy with the draw. Uh, Villarreal went from playing Man City to playing Juventus. <laughs> 
Wow. Mm. And, and the first time on the, on the six o'clock draw, yeah. and then they went, yeah. oh boy. So and they also, have a, ch- a better chance. Yeah, yeah. and sure. also considering that we saw them against Atalanta, and Atalanta couldn't beat them over two legs. They drew the first one, and they lost the second one. So it goes to show, even though they're not doing the best in La Liga, Champions League is a whole different animal, and even the smaller teams that you might uh, think it's more favorable you gotta be extra careful Juventus will go through they can beat Venezia but they're gonna go through I think Allegri (laughs) is better suited guys let me tell you something okay I just uh, I was just by scrolling through the Gazzetta this morning and then uh, Arrigo Saki popped up with his comments I said if you have a system he said if you have a system that does not rely on superstars and the, the team gelled already everybody knows what he's supposed to do so just play and don't worry about it, the, the, the big Champions superstars. League. Nah, not that's not true. Not it true. is true because Atalanta we were playing a championship, and Manchester United with Ronaldo mm. scored two goals. But you have plenty of champions. You have Lautaro. Oh, you're talking about Inter. I'm talking about in general. In general, what are you talking about? Juventus is we all full of Italian we, uh, of we national Inter. team players. You guys are filled up with national team players. You have to have the confidence, like Adano said, to go over there and face Listen, them when you, and just beat them at their own game. End you, of the story. When you play in Champions League, quality makes a big difference. And I'm talking superstars. So you don't have qualities? I'm just saying. What one more does Liverpool has than Inter? Tell me one or two names. Well, Salas and then one. Van Dijk, Salah. Van Dijk, Salah. Allison. Some I don't know, they, got, they won the Champions League a couple played. years ago. They're consistently, you know, deep in Champions League. Listen, the only difference between Liverpool, I mean, they are a great team and they, they play well together, but the superstar is Salah. Yeah. If you can stop Salah, you have a chance to win. Hmm. It's more game. than that, I think. Uh, other news, Europa League, we're just going to touch on it just real quick. Atalanta plays Olympiacos, Mike's yeah. Olympiacos. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's... That's very tough. Uh, Olympiacos doesn't have a, a really good team uh, this season. I Who think Atalanta. I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Come on, Mike. We'll see. Same. Um, yeah. Na- so Napoli is playing uh, Barcelona. <laughs> and then Mike last skipping night, over the well, question was, "What are you going for?" We'll see during the thing. He's I'll see how for I'm the Olympiacos. So it's nothing. All right, we're gonna fight with him. I'll see during the thing. That'll be nice. Napoli. But I do think my prediction is Atalanta going. Atalanta are too strong. Napoli uh, is going to play against Barcelona, yeah. and that's a Europa League tie. Not even a cha- it sounds Crazy, like a Champions right? League tie. Uh, that'll be a nice one. Maradona obviously played for both sides, and then Lazio Porto is the final match. So tough day uh, for some of our Italian teams, but we need to show some fight. We need to show some DNA that we'll be able to you know step up in European competitions. Let's get into the games because there was a lot of upsets this weekend. Lots of upsets. Wait, before you get into the game, I got a a very good point to make, and then you go into the games, okay? So the bottom line is we are playing the Divano, like Peter said, but we are enjoying watching from the Divano because you guys are going to be slugging everything and and just get all your energy into the Champions League and the UEFA League while we're going to be watching what's going on and enjoying ourselves. Hopefully you're still up in February. (laughs) See again? (laughs) We have two months. All right, so but we we have two months to watch the games under the divano, like you said. Did so, you hear? Uh, uh, did you hear Antonio's like master plan yesterday? He said that because last year uh, Inter uh, Milan were campioni di verno, he said, and then we ended up losing as well. He said, all right, we'll let Inter win campioni di verno, be in first place, and then hopefully by May, we'll, hopefully we'll Napoli be in first. doesn't win. Did you see that? Did you hear what he said? Right. We'll That's right. Campione in Verona doesn't mean anything. That's what I'm saying to you. So you're campione in Verona. Nobody cares. That's you at the end of the day. A couple more uh, games. Soon, soon, soon. Uh, But yeah, what uh, what game we want to start off with? Peter, why don't you choose? Oh, we'll pick Inter. Inter's in first place. We'll start with them first. 
They uh, went. Fine. They rolled over Cagliari. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no chance for Cagliari. By the I'm way, sorry. real quick, Cagliari or Salernitana? Which is the worst team in Serie? A? Both. It should be Salernitana, yeah. but Cagliari just oh, they, their they style look is like worse. They have no fight, yeah. but you have Joao Pedro, Ketabalde, Struman. Like you have Nandes, Nandes, and Mazzari, and I'm like, how the hell? It could have been six. Caceres. Like, there's some big names on the on this team, and they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible, and no fight even. At that mm. point, that's that's the more upsetting part, I think. It ended 4-0. Uh, it was a big big win, even worth more than three points, because everyone else dropped points. Yeah. Uh, Napoli dropped points. Juventus dropped points. Milan dropped points. Not that Juventus did. Actually, Napoli, uh, Atalanta is the only team that didn't drop no. points. Uh, Roma didn't drop points, Lazio and Lazio did. So many of the teams dropped points, and you were able to hop in and, and go in first place. Were you happy with the performance, happy with the team's reaction? What was your takeaway from this game? Any takeaway at all? Or it's they're playing against Cagliari, it's difficult to even say. No, the takeaway is um, that a, a team that wins the Campionato has to win these games versus the smaller teams or relegation teams. Juventus slipping up all these points, that's going to make a difference. Not the head-to-head. You only versus Juventus one, you know, twice. You only versus Milan twice. So, yes, you have to be able to win those big games, but to win the championship, it's always about what you do versus the smaller sides and also being able to put them away quick and not have them linger. Um, so that shows the maturity of this Inter team. Obviously, it stems back to the Conte what, and what he was able to do with this team. And Inzaghi has been able to um, not just take the, you know, bear the fruit, but also be able to get these guys rolling. And there's a more of an offensive play. You see more, more creativity. I mean, Perisic has been absolutely unbelievable. Dumfries now had to step up, and he's played well. Um, the defense now getting the Vrij back, you're more solid in the defense. And the midfield is moving. Barella. Uh, you, you, we have all these subs. Zeko was, didn't even play yesterday. Top goal scorer. Didn't even play. And you had Lautaro Alexis. So, I mean, I, I mean even Mourinho has said, it's nice when you have a, a deep bench as Inter. But that's what you need. That's the luxury that we have. But you need to, in order to play in the three fronts. Coppa Italia, Champions League, and Serie Are you better without Conte? Um, if I told you, Peter, I th- you watch watch this, watch Inzaghi, what Inzaghi's done right now, you're able to see into the future. You see this, or you could go back to Conte. Which one would you choose? So I think Conte was a necessary for sure coach. If Conte wasn't in here, let's say from after Spalletti was Inzaghi, we, we wouldn't have the same Inter. Right now, with the way that we're playing, I think Inzaghi is a better option as far as the the play. Like, even the style of play has been enjoyable. Nice. Yeah. Um, and defensively, we're not lacking. We're the second best defense right now. And Napoli, which didn't give up so many goals in the beginning, have given up 15 goals, I think. And into All 17. injuries. So, but no listen, it's still... Yeah, and, and Juventus also has given up, I think, 17 goals as well. Yeah, there we so, go. So, mm. um, so, so defensively, we're still compact, and we're playing better football. We're having possession of the ball more. We're moving the ball. Chanaloglu, wow. What a game he had yesterday. And he's been on a hot streak. Um, you know. Do you think that was a great signing? A free transfer. Player of better. the month. Player of the month. Free transfer. You don't get any better. Um, but we knew of his qualities already. I think it was more a question about his consistency. Mm-hmm. So we still have to see for the rest of the year. But for us, I mean, losing Ericsson and then being able to get Chanaloglu, you're not... 
you know, you're not missing anything. The quality of a player yeah. is so important. Very I always, I always choose, choose quality. Mm -hmm. I but last year it was not quality for because you. All Conte, of a sudden it became quality. No, no. With Conte, he chooses the workhorse. Uh -huh. Inzaghi looks like he's been choosing. Even putting in Di Marco sometimes as a left center back. He wants to see that more attacking play and, and technical play. And we're not even seeing uh, Sensi. Sensi, that he's getting 15 minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time. And I think he can be also something in January that can bring mm -hmm. a spark to this midfield as well. What happened to Milan this week? Well, like, uh, like Napoli is eating a snack. We did eat a snack. You guys have been eating a snack for a long time. Uh, a bunch of our teams, uh, they... Uh, they are into a slump. I mean, despite the smile that this guy is having, you know, rubbing an inch all the way. Yeah, it's okay, Pete. <laughs> it's all right. You can have a good time. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I want to see when the tears are going to start to come down. <laughs> so right now, you are on a half, uh, you know, you're up and running. So it's good. Congratulations. All, can I, tell all you I asked something? was, how did you guys tie 1-1 Udinese? You spoke about Juventus, Napoli, Peter, Hakan Cianolo, Inter. Uh, we did, uh, we tied the game on the last minute, thank God, because, uh, you know, we're uh, losing. I, have, uh, I was, uh, I left the game because I had to go to a party and Macy uh, Milan was down one nothing. I said, okay, we lost. And then I went, uh, I went to the, to the, to the restaurant to join my ex-teammate. And then I said, oh, sure, one, one, who scored? Uh, uh, Ibrahim, which I'll take that. So I think it's a, it's a positive for AC Milan because you don't want to lose. I mean, uh, we could have been three points, but, uh, or zero. Yeah. So we got one point, which is better than nothing. So overall, I'm happy. What We're still in the striking distance. Since the performance, I have, look again, the performance, we have a lot of people, a lot of injuries is the team that I'm not complaining. We had nothing but injuries from the first uh, first day of the season, and still right now we have six or seven of our best players out. So uh, it's it is what it is. You're gonna have to deal with it. It's the type of the style of a game that we have. We have a we have this up tempo, and uh, that gets you a lot of the player uh, from time to time, even if they're young. And the the schedule of so many games once uh, once every three days. Every three days you get to play. So uh, that's uh, that's what comes down to. Uh, you know, having uh, this uh, big infirmeria, which is uh, the emergency room loaded with players. But sooner, sooner or later, we're gonna get them back and uh, we're hoping that a uh, couple uh, player uh, coming in January by the, the you know, the, the season um, for the free transfer. So we'll see what happens. We'll Some, take our chance. Something looks like it's on your mind. No, I was gonna say that uh, AC Milan was lucky to, uh, they, uh, to tie that game. So you were happy. With the tie, I don't, the performance, I didn't like it. I didn't like the uh, the way AC Milan playing. I don't like uh, Pioli. Pioli is not, I don't know, he's losing uh, something. And uh, I'm hoping that you could turn it around. Otherwise, oh. it's going to be a long season. Oh, boy. Listen, I know misery loves company. I know misery loves company. <laughs> I know the misery. I see the smirk oh, that you have boy. on your face. I know that the misery loves company, oh, but uh, we right have now we're talking about we mirrors. Right now we're talking about AC Listen, Milan. Didn't we have a, okay, we had a big mirror over there. We're going to try to put one more over there. Just look at Juventus the way they've been playing. That's a disgrace. Yeah, but Juventus. We're talking about AC Milan right <laughs> now. Uh, did I say that we we had a great game? I didn't say we had a great game. And you uh, say you were very happy. So what about like, uh, you're happy with yeah. one one? Oh. I am. I am. Instead of zero point, yeah. we got one point. I'll take one point. Wow. Hmm. So, uh, watch Allegri, by the way. Watch <laughs> <laughs> Allegri. We're talking about Villa. Well, Allegri's sitting pretty. How much he's making? I know, I know, I know. Well, what I'll say is uh, Udinese were really good. Uh, you know, Udinese at times show, show their quality. They sacked their coach, uh, Luca Gotti, and Choffi, his assistant, took over. And 
I mean, it is so predictable that in Serie A, when a, when a team sacks their coach, the next game, they get that instant impact. Mm-hmm. So I knew that the players are going to be running at 100 miles an hour. Beto scored a goal that, uh, you know, he, he nearly nearly missed it. He was lucky to, to get the rebound at a certain point. You know, Udinese, they have quality players. They have quality moments. They're also a big team. I mean, if you watch them physically, yes, sir, yeah. they are strong guys that go into challenges, and they're built like tanks. They've got this physical ability that's extremely strong, specifically in the midfield and in defense, even though uh, the goal on, on Ibra, that Ibra scored, I mean, the defender should have stopped that any way that he had to. He should have been able to stop that. So credit to Udinese for doing that. I think that Udinese, they have a chance to really have a, a much better season than the one they're performing now because I could see the quality. I see that they have specific players that could do well in a certain system. They all run. They fight for as a team. And they they really should have had a, a win, in my opinion. I thought that they were going to be able to get a win. My question to you, last thing about Milan for me, do you think Kessie deserves such an expensive renewal? No. No, no, absolutely not. I think Kess is, is, is one of the few guys over there that is creating this kind of a, you know, uneasiness within the lockers room. It's because of all these rumors that, uh, you know, his agent is not signing, he's not, uh, he's not really happy with, uh, with uh, what AC Milan has put on the table or on the plate, whatever you want to call it. I said, you have to buy into the system and into the love for the shirts and the team. So there are so many other options that we have. First of all, we got Tonali. We got Benasser that is signing. We got so many other young youngsters. We still have Bakayoko. Bakayoko, just give him time. Give him playing time. Bakayoko, when he was on AC Milan a few years ago, he proved that he was a very good uh, uh, defensive midfielder and somebody that can uh, can play the 4-2-3-1. So, plus, we have other on the pipelines that we are looking into right now. So if Kessie is going to be unhappy and it's going to be, you know, all of the, these rumors are going to be about him, AC Milan does not depend on Kessie. Okay, maybe last year, the last two, three games, yes, we enjoyed seeing him just uh, being the workhorse for AC Milan. But now, Kessier is just one of 11. You just wear the shirt, you, you've been asked to do the job, and you do the job. If the, the, the results are very clear, AC Milan is not winning, even because Kessier is not doing his job. No, I think Kessier is, is an important part of this Milan team. I do think that Tonali and Benesek can do the job and maybe even do it better later in, his, in Tonali's career. And he's proven to have a good year so far. But, again, it's a, la- a big mistake by Milan's you know, sporting directors. I'm sorry. You, you're going to let go of another yet another player for free? Yeah, it's not good. You should not be waiting till now Take to him. figure out what's going on. <laughs> what? Forget about Inter taking a player. What so. I'm trying to say is if you know that the player is not going to renew at a certain price, whatever... Last year, you should have been looking to, to sell him. Even if you get $5 million, it's Something better than getting we nothing. Are, Pete, we are trying. The, the thing is, we well, do now not buy, you you not, we're one, not buying into the year. system that you guys do and you're trying to Focus overpay somebody. Focus on Kessie. We're not trying to overpay Maldini. No, I know. I know. They, set Mal- a, they set a standard. But the there thing you is, go. if you set the standard, this standard wasn't set now. It was set last year. Already, if Kessie is not budging, you have to look to get rid of him. Mm. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. On maybe the books, we will in January. But, on but, the books. But, but, yeah, for money. It could be in January, but then but still, maybe we will in January. Risking. You're still risking because then he could just sit at, for six months and, and exactly. get a much he higher salary. He can sign already with another team in February. That's yeah, true. Let him sign it for free. So it's what? A, it's a well, fair, you guys need him. It's a, you it's guys a, need a good midfielder. Point. Honestly, it's a fair point for you Peter. You lost Donnarumma. You lost Chanel You're going to lose Kessier? We don't have the money, Pete. We don't have the money. 
I just listen, think it's we do, listen, I this is a serious argument. AC Milan doesn't have the money and is not going to go behind the scene trying to create some sort of a, we give you 10 million now, 3 million later, three, another 25 cents uh, uh, next year or, or, or uh, a quarter uh, or, uh, you know, a couple nickels in, uh, in another two, three weeks. We playing with what we have. If we have $10, this is the money. $2 for this, $1 for that guy, $3 for that. The money's gone. When the money's clear, AC Milan doesn't want to get in debt. We do not play with fake money. We have a budget and we play with the money that we have available to ourselves. If we cannot sign players that they demand, they demand, and their, uh, you know, their agent, they demanded the kind of a money that we cannot, we don't have it. We're gonna have to let them go. It's the, the his point the is why don't you, the his point is why didn't you sell them then last summer? But that's what we're gonna try to do. I hope that they wake up and they try to do. I'm still upset that we let Donnarumma go. I tell all, believe me, I don't care about it. But Donnarumma, I'm really still bitter. Donnarumma, to me, uh, he, he was the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest miss in the market. We could have just signed him for two, three years at the highest salary, salary, and then let him go. Yeah, uh, you had something to add? No, no. Uh, let's go. Let's, you, know why, you, know, you know why it doesn't have anything to hide? Because I'm right. No, I was going to say, say why it, don't say you it. ask Conte to pay for the restaurant at the $10, uh, the, <laughs> the fee? This way, maybe you can get some money. Wow. Conte, Conte's got money. <laughs> Conte? Yeah. He's cheap. Okay? We don't have Conte, Catano. We don't have Conte. Conte great work not, ain't cheap. Cheap work ain't great. Conte is not the AC Milan coach, and he's not in any. I in didn't any. say that he was the coach. I said get the money from him. You say you got no money. Okay, we have no money. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Venezia tied oh. Juventus, one-one. Oh. An unbelievable match yeah, uh, in Venice. Beautiful scenes, by the way. Um, that I could, I could not, I could not believe it that uh, that Venezia uh, tied this match, and they did it in great fashion as well. You know, I have to give them a, a lot of credit for the way that Zanetti has his team lined up. You know, he's got a philosophy. In the summertime, I think nobody over here believed that this this could have worked, mm -hmm. considering the players that he signed. He has an identity. He likes his team to play in a certain way, and they did it in front of their, their home crowd. Pete, what'd you make about them? Because you know a lot about how Venezia's style and players that they signed were. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys were surprises, but they actually are, are hitting through. I think uh, even Buzio has shown that he's, he's been able to play at this level, which is which is great um, for the American market as well. Um, they they play they play football. Let's put it that way. Even versus Inter, Inter only won one nothing versus this Venezia team, and Venezia had opportunities. Um, I'm a big fan of Aramu. What a goal! That was great. And he has some shot. Even I remember even versus the Inter game, he had some couple of shots that were uh, had left Tandanovic. Frozen. I mean, he. he kind I, thought of you could make him, I thought you could make him freeze. He was playing in Serie C, by the way, yeah. in 2018. Yeah. Um, so it's been a great run for Venezia. Obviously, we see what they do off the field, right? And the marketing and the jerseys. They got a lot of style, and I just hope that you know maybe they can keep up with it. The only thing is, that I, that bottom half of the table. I think this year more than ever, we might see a couple of changes mm -hmm. happening. But you just listen; you have to stay hot, and and if you get a point, gain a point versus Juventus, it's it's great. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to to beat your uh, opponents, you know, down and below in the relegation zone. <laughs> For sure, I think from Juventus's side, the second that DiBala went off, you know, after twelve six minutes, twelve minutes, I don't remember now. 
Uh, the second that Dybala went off, I mean, Juventus has zero creativity without Paulo Dybala in it and without Federico Chiesa. I mean, it is it becomes extremely evident as to where this team lacks without one or two pieces. We've spoken about the teams at the top, right? We've spoken about Atalanta, Milan, Inter, Napoli, who without key pieces are able to, as a team and as a unit, do something. Juventus is not one of those teams. They are simply not capable to perform without a couple of players. They are reliant on two or three guys. And if not, you are going to see a really, really poor team. So the second that Dybala went off, and the only attacker is Alvaro Morata and Caio Jorge. Cuadrado, I, I, okay, credit to Cuadrado. Yes, he's very good. But without that, they have nothing. And it, it becomes, on Dybala's side, it becomes disappointing that Juventus, you're trying to create, you're making Dybala the centerpiece, right? You're seeing the, the entire play goes around Dybala. And he's not a player that you could even rely on because he's injured. He was injured six games. We're in the 17th round. He was injured six games now. And we don't know how long he's going to be out for. So without that, Juventus are just completely relying on him. Getting a tie against Venezia. I mean, you're going into the stretch where you have three good games, right? You you qualified first in the Champions League. You got this momentum. Things start to feel like they could turn around. You got three games. Venezia, Bologna, Cagliari. Nine points is a must. I respect all the teams in Serie A. I respect that they like to attack, that they like to do this. But if you're a Juventus that's serious about getting Champions League, there's nothing else but nine points. Because these next three games could have shifted the momentum for their entire season. And it almost felt like, at a certain point, they didn't even realize what was on display. What what, what they were supposed to even go out there and do. Mm. It's very sad, I'll tell you. Because uh, I didn't watch the game I was playing. But uh, it's very, very disappointing. Very disappointing. I Did mean, anyone uh, watch the game? Yeah. Uh, you want Did to you go? watch it? No, I I didn't watch. I watched the highlights, but uh, mm. just for, very quickly on Juventus, there's no quality. You got to get rid of six, seven players. Just get rid of oh. them and, for next year and start fresh. And uh, there's no motivation. I mean, I, I, against uh, the, you're playing against Venezia, and, and you're just no quality, no motivation. For Who me. are those players? They, to they, get rid of, get rid of uh, the whole midfield has got to go. <laughs> Locatelli mm. included, and uh, maybe I'll just keep him, and then uh, up front you need to get players. So you keep Chiesa and you keep DiBala. Everybody else goes. Do you keep well, DiBala? No, I'm not sure now about DiBala oh. because I cannot uh, depend. DiBala is is a very talented player, but he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think this Allegri counted on him, and he put all his egg in one basket mm-hmm. for him, and he's just um, maybe. Uh, Maybe he's not the player for Maybe Juventus. It's a, great, it's a great idea you for know, you to, to I love I love Chiesa. I love Quadrado. Uh, I'll I'll give a chance with the uh, with Locatelli, uh, and then uh, I mean, of course, you keep uh, Morata. You're gonna keep him? No, no. Everybody else, get rid of them. Well, wow. the weird thing is that Dybala's contract is also ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was about to renew. They, right. you know, they were saying he's about to renew. Then they had their whole plus Valenza problem, and he said, all right, it's not the priority of the team. It does get mm-hmm. tricky. I mean, I feel like there's not as much tension in it just because Dybala has kept saying, and they're in context, like, I want to stay. But I think it could be a serious conversation for Juventus to have. I mean, for me, Dybala's, if you just talk about bull at the feet, intelligence, football oh. IQ, He's one of the top in Serie A, if not the top. In Europe. Just in Europe. Honestly, Serie a. technically, he's a beautiful player to watch. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not just about the talent that you have. You have to be able to be somebody that's relied upon mm-hmm. for a team. And he's also not 21 years old anymore. 
If he's 21 years old, 22, 23, you start to have a different conversation. He's 27. And the physical problems are a concern. I'm not saying you get rid of Dybala. I'm not saying that at all. But I think that it would need to be a conversation for Juventus to have to see what is our next step. Because for sure, I think building the team around Dybala is not the option anymore. Mm. No, Marco, I think I agree with you and Gaetano uh, a lot. First of all, that match was so hard to watch. When Dybala came off, you can see a lot of a lot of Juventus fans very worried because without him, Morata hasn't been on form. It's been uh, very hard for them to even score more than one goal. And whatever, Morata scored and all, but Juve just never looked like um, they were going to close out that the three points. And... Um, I feel like we've been talking about Dybala, how good he is and stuff, but at the end of the day, you need you need someone that would step up after Ronaldo. And by now, uh, for the people that still th- that thought Ronaldo was a problem, I think you realize that he obviously um, wasn't. And Allegri is missing that person that could give you the same amount of goals or missing uh, players that can combine to give you the right amount of goals. Dybala, whenever he starts playing good, then he gets injured. He's not someone that you can rely on week in and week out, unfortunately. And it's not his fault either. You know, injuries, there's uh, some things you can't control in football, and, and that's that. But as a business, Juventus have to make a critical decision and be like, listen, I think we're going to need someone that we can rely on, someone that we know the goals are going to come from. And right now, I don't see that in Juventus, and this could be a very costly season with them. They're they're either going to learn their lesson the hard way or they're, they're going to see if they make top four or not. And that's, I think that's where the biggest biggest thing lies for me. And I just wanted to say, um, before I go further, the pregame stuff from Paramount Plus was incredible. They were playing in uh, Venezia. So wild. we saw them on the boats. It was so good. We'll talk a little bit about it more because you already know CBS got your back with another incredible clip that I'll pull right now. We'll see you guys after it. Anchored in Italy, but a port all its own, Venice is a gateway to the world where inspiration trains hands with ambition around every corner. Never content to drift, the city leaves its mark on all that flows through it. Artists and architects, history and religion, citizens and sightseers, commerce and nut culture. A renaissance is emerging for the wind lines of Venezia, up and down throughout its history, like the changing tides of the lagoon that surrounds the steady Orenzo. There is no well-worn road to follow. They're building their own bridge to the future, and they can't mask their ambition. Some say this place is sinking, but for the orange, black and green, hope floats. Sit back and watch these lions fly. So yeah, guys, that was the clip. I think that was probably my favorite one. I mean, Anto knows more than anyone how incredible uh, Venezia is. He's been there for a few years mm-hmm. when he studied over there in college. But um, just going to the bull ride, uh, just to go to the stadium over there, seeing these players go on there, I feel like it's one of the most incredible uh, cities in the world. And I feel like uh, Paramount did a great job to capture it. And of course, if you're in North America, we have the link down below. I believe now it's a month it's a month. free, right? Free? So, oh my God. So uh, incredible stuff. No more seven days now. It's a month. Do it. It's a limited time. time. Definitely check it out now. But That's what's so cool is that it's finally the first time in my entire life that I see yeah. City on TV that Italy is the most beautiful country in the world. 
We know that. We were saying in the beginning that the food is the best. I mean, I think it's hard to say. Italy's it's not nice. It's beautiful. It's close Nah, Greece, but okay. I think I think the amount of different cities that we have, it's hard to compete with with the, no, the culture, the history, the beauty <laughs> from the north to the south. <laughs> oh my God, please! You want to put Greece on the equation? Just because Mike is over here, you want to put Greece? Come on! But I think it's nice that for the first time we're selling Italy as a country as well, because that's a big part of it. Italy is a big part of Serie A. Mm -hmm. So to see that on the Paramount coverage this week, we had somebody live in Venice to invest. To say we're gonna send this person to Venice to go document and be on a boat and follow the teams around on a boat and show off I what it's like to be I there. I could have been on a boat. I'm actually capable to even to uh, to do the gondola with one row, un remo, one. Okay, so one day we're gonna have a demonstration right here in New York. We're gonna get a boat and I'm gonna teach all of you how to row with one boat. I'll skip uh, that yeah, with one row. Central okay? Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, they have a little, uh, little, a little boat over there <laughs> on the lake. They have a lake over there. And say, why not? Can we, this guy's going to capsize. What about Coney Island? Can we do Coney Island? Coney Island, yes. <laughs> I want to be throwing rocks at you while you Oh, do yeah, that. good. We're going to stand on the news. Anyway, the uh, good, jo good job by them to do that. It was, uh, it's a unique experience, and it was, it was very cool. So let's uh, say, Marco, we do more of them. you have to have something to what Gaetano said about, uh, about Juventus. I mean, Juventus needs to start from ground zero. You keep three or four of those guys. Everybody else is going to go because I don't think they have the money. The, to and the first of the likelihood of that is going to be hard, yeah. but there needs to be a, a serious restructuring the, of the of the players that they have. And I think the question mark is definitely Dybala. What do you do? Because do you risk losing him on a free transfer or would you risk in the other way where you say, OK, I'm going to put my money down. Hopefully he has a good year next year. And then I can see if I either build on top of them or look to sell. It'd be 28 is prime and at least make some money and then be able to buy some players. Because it's just the, be as prime the risk is too high. Oh, 28, 28, you I'm, can I'm still sell. You're not going to maybe sell for 150 million. No, you're not going to get, you're not gonna get any money. At, amount. at the end of players. the season, anybody that plays from midfield up, you keep Quadrato, Chiesa, and Locatelli. Everybody else, goodbye, Charlie. Yeah, you're right. And I will say, I will let uh, uh, Chiellini, get some Chiellini money. and Bonucci retire. Because, you're going to uh, get some are, money from the players that, uh, that you have. I mean, keep Or you're going to save on the salary. Yeah. Well, what's the situation with Morata? Is he, is he He's still, still technically, I believe it's a, it's a loan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a loan. So, so I don't not, think they're gonna there's happen. no money yeah. coming in to be able to buy players, yeah, especially yeah. if you're losing out on Champions League. Yeah, it's no it's going to be a real issue. Listen. You get you save on the money that these guys and are salaries. making seven and a half million, eight million a, a year. So you save on that, mm -hmm. and with the Champions League, which they're going to go through against Villarreal, how much is that? Eighty million or something? They've, they've made uh, seventy-five million. Seventy-five. Up to this point. And now mm -hmm. I think if you go through the next round, which they will, it's money. What? The Agnelli don't have money. They have money. Okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, but they have a lot of debts too. No, don't, don't worry about it. They have money. a lot of debts too. All right, so. let's uh, let's move on. I want to talk about. We we're talking about not scoring goals. There's one guy that can't stop scoring, and that's Dusan Vlaovic. 15 goals. The current Capo Cananiere. He is absolutely fantastic player to watch. He scored two goals against Salernitana. Beautiful strikes. Um, you know this this player is truly top. And we will give credit. We posted the clip today of two years ago 2019 when you arrived back from working with Fiorentina and you said there's this kid we posted the clip we should have sent it to you too there's this kid Dusan Vlaovic that's unbelievable in training to keep your eye on him you spotted it and now he's blossomed into a player that maybe you couldn't have even imagined 
I mean, I, I, to tell you the truth, I saw it at that time, is determination, is passion, to, to run, to sweat, to be first on every ball, every shot was on target, I was impressed. To be the first one there, the last one to go, so I felt that, that this kid have it. Now, all his hard work, and he's still very young, I mean, it's paid off the last two, three years. He's been working and sweating and never complain. If the temperature was 100 degrees when we were here, 110 degrees, he never complained once. And now everything that he touches, and that's the way it is with uh, forwards, everything he touches, the confidence that he has, everything goes in, <laughs> no matter for any position. I mean, the shot, you, you take a shot, and sometimes the shot, it's a front shot. You think that the goalkeeper, the ball will go in. <laughs> Just him... And uh, I remember uh, training with uh, Giuseppe Rossi. Uh, anytime that we took a shot from anywhere, make sure you hit the target. No matter. And sometimes you're inside the area. I mean, it's so easy to hit the target and you missed. And for him, it was important. Hit the target. And that's what Dusan does all the time. Even if it's a straight shot, you might get a, a break and you score. And that's the way it's scoring. So mm -hmm. here's a crazy stat. Dusan Vlaovic became the only the third player in the last 60 years to have scored more than 30 Serie A goals in a single calendar year. Ronaldo did 33, Dusan Vlaovic is at 32, and Luca Toni did 31. So, so that's two games at hand. He's right? got he's still got a couple more games and he could potentially beat Ronaldo. That's crazy. That Amazing. is the the stats are undeniable. Wow. How much is this player worth, guys? Well, he's not going to sell it for less than 100. Now 100? Yeah, of course. A mm. hundred is worth. A hundred is the starting point. That's what he would want. So the only thing is, he does have. Well, listen, you might be able to find a team. Still got a year and a half. To, yeah, year and a half. You still want to find a team that maybe wants to secure the player. Eighty million dollars. I think listen, if, that, made, yeah, if he listen, had longer that years guy, contract, definitely a hundred. That guy from the definitely Premier League. That he did he play Grealish. five minutes? Huh? Grealish. Grealish. The guy played five minutes in the national team. How much did they sell him? Hundred. Hundred million. Grealish. Are you kidding me? I know. A but a lot of Compare Grilisha and uh, it's about the contract. What about my wife? But it's also, <laughs> but it's also the Premier League. I mean, there's a Premier yeah, League sure. tax. English oh, players, there's a tax on them. They're yeah. they're just rated higher. I'm not agreeing with. But it. I'm saying, it doesn't have to be an Italian club. It could be an English club. I think know. most likely. Yeah, I mean, any. So you say 100. What do you say? I mean, if. The contract link was a little bit longer. I think around that hundred mark is is a definite for the guy scoring. Tw you're playing in the toughest league mm -hmm. as far as goal scoring strikers. If you want to secure your money, if I was uh, Joe Barono Comiso, I'll take eighty million dollar and I let him go. I mean, we brought this up like a week ago on the stream. Eighty million dollars. I said, what I said seventy-five much? million. I still stick by. It. I think you guys said lower. I think. Uh, I forgot what you guys said. I think guys said 50 or 60. I said 60 before, but now yeah. I'm looking at what just a couple more goals going to change it. Yeah, he does, he does. <laughs> I, mean, I still think 75 million is a, a good offer. You know what uh, impresses me about him? him? What impresses me is that his hold-up play is is beautiful. I mean, he gets the ball sometimes, yeah, and it's, it's like impossible to steal the ball. Like, watch watch Morata when Morata gets the ball. Loses it the second that he gets the ball. A defender runs right through him. He does not know how to use his body. Vlahovic, I mean, he's got such a good low center of gravity that he holds the play up. He allows all of his teammates to get better. I mean, that's what a great striker does. It's not just about, you know, the, the goals that he scores. The way that he builds for his team is something truly special. It's He's beautiful. Honestly, we'll talk about Fiorentina in a second, but I'm watching them because I want to see him. And that's what we do. We want to see great players do great things. I tune in 
to watch Fiorentina because I want to see what kind of magic that this player can do. It really feels like he's a star that in a couple of years' time, we're going to look back at this guy and be like, man, he was playing at Fiorentina every single week, and he could be at the top of Europe. He's only 21 years old, has a great physical ability, great technique. He feels like he has it all. And now he's playing at a really good Fiorentina side. This Fiorentina side has won 10 games. Last year, they won nine the entire year. Mm-hmm. There's 17 games in. They've won 10 times. It's December. And Vincenzo which, Italiano. Mm-hmm. I mean, also his relationship with Italiano is beautiful. You see how they love each other. They play for each other. This entire Fiorentina team is gorgeous to watch. They score one goal. They want the second one. They score the second goal. They want the third. They score the third. They still want the fourth. The mentality that they have, this is exactly what we need in Italy. And uh, the next three, four games, they could really... They could really go uh, stay in that position. Gaetano, is he married with somebody in Italy or something like that? Maybe we, we can ask Mancini to uh, to see if we can sign him because I don't think he hasn't, he hasn't played for his national team. Yes, yes, yeah, Serbia, yes, of yeah. course. He played. For he, he already yeah, played. Yeah. Oh boy, that's so late. What do you What do you guys think uh, about Fiorentina? You think they can make a push for the Europa League? Before you say that, I want to say their schedule because uh, Gaetano brought that yeah. upon us. Look the, at the next, next four games. So they play Sassuolo, Verona, Udine, and Torino, which is very doable considering the points. four they're on. Maybe very close to And Nico Gonzalez is heating up now as well with them. Yeah. Jack Bonaventura. And I think such an important after player. that is Genoa, if I'm oh. not mistaken. So they, they, they could really uh, they could really yeah. stay Genoa. And I think they and Cagliari could, after that. And Cagliari oh after that. 18 points. <laughs> so they can definitely <laughs> stay number five, six. They can be number one. And they, <laughs> How really? Where do you where do you think? Do you think that this team could push? Obviously, this is beyond their measures. Five you, six. That's one. That's one. That's incredible. I mean, honestly, it was it would be a success. I think I think anything above ten would be would be a very big yeah, success. For sure. Uh, but now they're setting this the standards. They're setting this style, and and I really hope that that this team number one. I need Vlahovic to stay in January. I need him to stay at Fiorentina yeah. for the next six months. He better. They need to do amazing because uh, they could push for big things. Yeah, that's a good point because he could be gone in January, right? They need to keep him. They need to keep him from from mm. for January. So, and can you imagine when this Fiorentina reinforces? When they're able to buy a couple players in the defense, reinforce a little bit, get a bench. I mean, Italiano could have this team doing incredible things. Yeah. Well, the important thing is to be able to build. On this team. So when does his contract expire? 2023. Summer 2023. Because so that's what half. I thought. So, so he's, he's got half. time. So it, I don't think he has to be sold in January. Yeah, I just wish, I don't know. The, maybe I think Fiorentina came out a little too early I, to say I, something. I, I think so. should have kept it I think so. on, the, mm-hmm. on the wraps. Listen, Comiso, Comiso uh, I think he's got all the good intention to sign the kid. He never, never uh, at a, a, a one time he put uh, Blaovic on... Uh, on the market of course so he's all got the all the intention to, right, to sell the, him but right. he has a budget mm-hmm. and his budget the thing is four million dollars that's what he offered and which is eight million dollars a year Euros. Uh, eight million dollars a euro which is they always uh, in soccer they always, net. it's net it's always net so four million but if somebody offer you now eight million mm-hmm. what do you do you're not gonna stay uh, i mean you're talking about 20 it could be 20 million 20 million euros in three four years 
you know, for a kid, there's there. Maybe Tony's got the money. Euros. Maybe Comiso's going to put the money over there. To be honest, I think that any team in the world is going to pay him. Oh, of yeah, course. He's, he's I, mean, I mean, Rabiot makes seven and a half. Ramsey makes seven and a half. Seven and a half. Wow, Are you kidding waste. me? What a waste. Are you kidding me? This kid is going to make more than seven and a half. That's a, yeah. I know people will say. Or they should, shouldn't be making that much, at least. Um, yeah, that's true. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, we're gonna we'll wrap up with uh, a couple more results. Atalanta beat Verona. Uh, du, uh, Zapata. I almost said Dusan. Uh, Duvan Zapata wasn't even starting uh, in the match. Verona. We know it's a, a very difficult team. Atalanta. One of the teams that didn't have the European hangover. They got the job done. Two one. Uh, big win for them after being knocked out in the Champions League. Very uh, honestly. This Atalanta, I think, is going to have a vengeance to try to do something in uh, in Serie A now. I, I think that you're seeing the team. They're going to be hungrier than ever. They get they're very of, close. Oh, they, yeah, they're yeah, out yeah. of Champions League now. And I think you're going to see, like, they're, they're going to have a fire in their eyes to try to prove to everyone, all right, we went out early in the Champions League, but we're going to try to win Serie A. I mean, the, right now they are third place with uh, 37 points. So seven points above uh, fifth place of uh, Fiorentina. And uh, three points from three first, points yeah, from but first. they are very close three, to the first. Yes, three points from first. Yeah, and they, they these guys and, and these guys are uh, what do you call them? Warming up already, and they have so many weapons on the bench. Mm. I feel like if they're a little bit more cautious in defense, even though they're not, because that's how Gasperini's tactics are. These guys can make a serious push, uh, considering how far they go in Europa League and uh, stuff like that. Because I, I would think they're one of the teams that can actually compete and try to uh, go and go all the way in the Europa I think League. Now, I think Barcelona um, did not want to play. Against, oh, like, yeah. It was funny that the na- it's really hilarious to see how the narrative changed. Like, I think they were like, oh, God, uh, you know, Barcelona's got to play Atalanta. That sucks. No, uh, Napoli is. Atalanta is Olympiacos. Oh, sh- oh yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we're, I was thinking Atalanta if they go to play Barcelona. I'm, I made uh, a mistake. Mike, you remember when we were watching Napoli against uh, Atalanta that I was hoping that Napoli would actually tie or win the game? That's what I'm, was my hope because uh, I fear more Atalanta because Atalanta, they got it. Yeah, they're scary. Atalanta, they got the juice to go all the way. I, I, I think that Atlanta now sees uh, the light. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, <laughs> yeah, they're very the close. They know it's there. Man, they it's know three it's points. There. That's exactly. very, very close. So I think they, they're going to make a real good push. You mentioned Napoli. They lost uh, 1-0 to Empoli. The team just looks not good without uh, without some of the players. We know they've been hurt with injuries. They got Anguisa, Insigne, Lozano. They all returned. Not all as starters, obviously. They're still out without Osiman. And most importantly, Koulibaly. That back line without Koulibaly, yeah, even the leadership that he that he brings to the team, they don't look the same. Mm. It's a slump. It's definitely a slump to, for them right to now. To me, and I said it, and you have the clip. <laughs> what I said, they're well, going to they're gonna struggle to, uh, to make the Champions League. Uh, disappointed on Spalletti. I thought that Spalletti, you know, he should have done a little bit better job to stay with the team instead of getting a red card, stay close to the team. But I know that now they will struggle. Mm. They will struggle big time. And they I saw it coming. They have the African Cup coming yeah. up in January too. So right. you're going to be without even um, players coming from back from injury. They'll be, be um, Before we close it up, mm. uh, I want to bring something uh, controversial. Mm. All right, hold on. Uh, Napoli, let's, let's give a couple oh, okay, more seconds. Okay. Listen, Napoli, Napoli, go ahead. No, the next games is Milan, Spezia, Juventus, um, and then Sampdoria. That's going into January. I, I think that every team has gone through tough moments. Every team will go through tough moments. Napoli, 
again, they've kind of been hurt because their expectations of starting the season off so well, they brought us so high, right? And this is not a team, in my opinion, it's, it was never a team to win the Scudetto. I, I think that it's Inter's Scudetto to lose. I've said this many times. I think that they have that quality. They have the depth. They have everything. But Napoli can make that run towards the end of the season. And we can't just judge them based off of what they're doing now in a position with a lot of players that are injured. Yes, they need to do better. They need to, their understanding of what was on, on the line, I think, was not strong enough. And... They're one of those teams that they're still playing in, in Europa League. They need to do better, but I think that they'll still be there towards the end of the season along with Milan and Atalanta. I think they'll be there towards the end, but I think this game against Empoli was unacceptable. I understand use injuries and stuff like that. Empoli's doing good. Whatever. They came from Serie B. They're, they're flying high. You need but, to win that game. You, you're, you're playing at the Maradona. You have to put your foot down. I don't care how many injuries there are. You gotta, you uh, yeah. can't lose against Empoli. I agree. If with you're you. fighting for the top four, even fighting for the Scudetto, there's no excuse there. Uh, and they're unlucky, yes, but come on. Like, I feel like if they have a few players out, I feel like it really affects them. Like, they need more leaders. They need a, I don't know what it is exactly. I feel like they need more leaders, more vocal people on the team to really. Um, show that that they could do something. Spalletti was doing so well, and now one speed bump. They have one win in their past six Serie A games. I mean, if you're fighting for the Scudetto or top four, that can't happen. I understand there's injuries and stuff like that. Maybe I'm being a little harsh with them because I'm really rooting for them. But uh, Spalletti's got to do better overall. Sassuolo I, I agree. beat Lazio 2-1. to one. What a team Sassuolo is. They love Jeez. to play up. Anytime they see a big team, they, they hound on them. Lazio's another team that I spoke about for a little while that their defense, for me, just lets them down. Uh, they were without Felipe Anderson, and, and they don't look the same. Berardi was was having a match. He was really enjoying this. And they have a lot of nice young players, like Fratesi is really good. Uh, Raspadori even scored a goal. So it's not, I'm not even surprised. Honestly, that was the game that I was saying I was looking forward to most all weekend was Sassuolo-Lazio just because of how they, how both teams are. And Roma beat Spezia today. It was a difficult match as well. Uh, you know, there's at one point at halftime, I was like, wow, I, I didn't know what was going to... what Which Roma comes out. You know, sometimes they, they don't play great and they don't have that attitude. But they did get a win in a time where a lot of the big teams did not win. There's a lot of negativity around, around Roma and around Mourinho and people saying certain stuff, which I still don't feel like it justified the amount of criticism that Roma get because they're right where they're supposed to be. You are gonna you think that Mourinho is going to come in, abracadabra, boom, you guys are good? They, well, they, they're going to change everything around? Well, at the beginning of the season, that's what you guys expected from, no, from no, him. No, nobody so, here said uh, that. Listen, one, one, thing is, one thing is for sure. This Asuolo that we just named, it beat AC Milan. They beat nothing but the best team, okay? No, they beat Lazio. Those, this is a team that is probably going to put Juventus even out of contention from the UEFA. Forget about it, the Champions League. Fiorentina, you just named it. Sassuolo is over there. Roma is on the borderline uh, fighting. I think they are in better shape than Juventus is. And you put Atalanta, Simulan, Napoli and, uh, and Inter. That's it. The stuff is over. So if, uh, if Fiorentina doesn't need a deep slump, Fiorentina is going to be fighting for the wave at least. And Sassuolo, I think, has got a great chance to uh, uh, misplace uh, Juventus from uh, from the wave of contention. So uh, 
don't don't uh, you know uh, don't count those two teams out because uh, those are serious contenders they're not there just for a lack of a draw they shown that they have a system that works into the field they don't rely on superstars and they're not bounded to somebody being in and out at any time this team here can beat the big team what's your controversial all right take? no i'm going to put it out there and maybe then we'll discuss it on the next one uh, I am sorry for um, Portland Timbers, for my friend oh. Giovanni. Um, uh, New York City played uh, decent in the first half. They came back with uh, at the end. I think there were maybe 10 seconds left on the game or 15 seconds, and they tied the game, and I said, that's it. That now mm. they have this game. Uh, they went into overtime, and they play well. They push. Uh, Paredes had a, a nice shot. I thought it was going to go in. And um, they lost on penalties. Mm -hmm. And I think that you cannot lose oh, a World Cup, a Champions League final, an MLS Cup final, a final which is of great importance on penalty kicks. What are you so, going to do? Replay I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it to playing. our audience. I have an idea. Sudden death. I'm going to put it into the audience. Come up with something, not to have the game go into penalties. And I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the next round. Juventus against Villarreal for the qualification round. I'm talking about a game which is a final, and then the next game everybody goes on vacation after that. So the players go on vacation. They don't have to play on Wednesday after the, this final. So I'm talking about a World Cup final. I'm talking about champion, Champions League final, an MLS uh, Cup final, which now everybody's on vacation for the next two, three weeks. I'm talking about a final which a player afterwards, he can go on vacation. I have an idea. We would like to know what you think. How can we eliminate the penalties? You should not lose that cup on a penalty. Are you taking it, away our I World disagree. Cup in Euros? Is that what you're trying I to do? I think well, we lost our World Cup 1990 to Brazil. So You're not taking away my uh, 2006. I'm not taking about, I'm talking about forward. I'm, I'm, you know I'm, going, I'm talking about going forward. Go. Forget about back. Shoot it, Gaetano. Gaetano. So what are we doing? Shoot it. Shoot I, it out. I think they should play a big foosball tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out. Spit it out. Spit no, it out. I am going to tell you my idea on the next podcast. No, wait oh. a second. Listen up and wait for the next podcast. I want to know now. But I want to know what you think. Give only, us uh, some ideas on how, what to do without eliminating. Only if the team that we like loses in penalties, then, then they should not do it. Listen, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Marco. This is an important thing, and I think it, uh, thank God he brought it up. First of all, I was I was having dinner at Patrizia on Shipsa. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to conclude. What no, 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 let's just say oh, it. Oh, just finish up. Hold well on. Well it's very, very fast. As soon as we, we were watching the game, we were tied to the screen. So... Seven seconds before the end of the game, uh, Portland scores. It was a big jumping from the from our table. So we were about ten guys. Not a lot of people on the rest of the restaurant, I guess, because they don't they don't tie up the the fact that the Giovanni's uh, coaching uh, uh, Portland. So all of a sudden we go to the penalty kick, and the penalty kick was a huge a huge disappointment for uh, for all the the, the tifosi of Giovanni and the Portland. So uh, my take is. If you guys are going to come up with an idea, I'm going to give you an idea right now. Replay the game or 
just play until somebody scores. End of the day. <laughs> wow. Uh, replay that's, replay that's the game. Uh, if you got 80,000 people watching the game, replaying the game another time. Is that, but that's your idea. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's see what they think. Okay. I don't like your idea, but let's see what they think. Minus okay, penalties. and then we can put all our minds together yeah. and see if we can come up yeah. with a different idea. You said I don't like, like, like what they did in, uh, in MLS where they started the halfway and you got six seconds to uh, The to penalty shoots. Yeah, no, that's a penalty. I know, I'm kidding. No, uh, I want to eliminate the penalties. <laughs> like or do a two-on-two. Or three-on-two. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Guys, as always, Who's thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Chatagatsi, like and subscribe.